Hey, I'm Alicia Bake. I'm Jen Greenfield. And I'm Jen Tifoni. VO Booth Besties listen to the questions you have. We find pros in the know to help you learn. And connect with our amazing VO community. Welcome, Welcome to, to VO Booth Besties. Besties. Welcome everyone to VO Booth Besties. We're here to help working voice actors get your most important questions answered by industry pros who know. Each week we have a new topic and a guest speaker who is an expert on that topic. To stay updated on all things VOBB, you can swing by our website, boothbesties.com, and sign up for our weekly newsletter and also join the VO Booth Besties Facebook group as well. We're super fun. Uh, now, without further ado, let's meet our guest. Chipper Watcott is the founder of Whelm. It's a free suite of software tools for freelance professionals. That was a tongue twister. <laughs> but his favorite title is husband and father. Chipper got his start in freelance world as a graphic designer, taking on client projects outside of his day job. And after years of mediocre results using other CRMs, he built Whelm to solve the problems he faced as a freelancer to make freelancing more accessible to all. And I have to tell you, I have signed up for the account and started using it, and I love it. Good. I'm glad to hear it. I am. Um... <clears throat> I signed up for it months ago and was like, this is great, and then forgot about it because that's what I do. Um, and then I went back and I was like, okay, I'm going I'm to figure this out again. And I watched your video and I was like, wow, there, there's so many things that this program, the software offers. I immediately told the gens, I'm like, you guys, we should all be using this software. So, But Chipper, I want to start, first of all, is that what what your friends call you, Chipper, or is that what your mother named you? I just have to know. Uh, yes and no. Um, I have a different legal name. Okay. Uh, Insider info. My legal name is Trace. That's a cool name. Um, uh, sure, it's fine. Um, you're a third, aren't you? I, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> oh, really? No. <laughs> oh, I usually hear that. It's they either call him Trey. Or something else if you're a third, right. but you don't want to be called da 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 the third. Right. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. I I was, you know, they they put Trace on the birth certificate and called me Chipper since the day I was born. So <laughs> when people say Trace, I actually don't register that it's my name. I have to like remind myself that that's what's on my driver's <laughs> license. Um, but yeah, ever since the day I was born, went by Chipper and Chip or Chipper, either one. I love it. That's fun. It's such a fun name that it's just like, he has to have picked that for himself, but your parents <laughs> clearly just knew your personality was going to be chipper from day one, right? I guess. Yeah. But, and, and, you know, funny enough, my personality is usually, my humor is much more dry and kind of deadpan and the irony is fun, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Chipper, my husband's name is Andy uh -huh. and it's just Andy. And not unlike you in college, people be like, Drew, what's up? Or they'll call him. And he's, I mean, not nothing, like no respect. He's just walking down the hallway because they keep calling him. <laughs> but no, his parents just named him Andy. And you'll hear him say that on the phone. He'll be making a reservation and he'll always go, no, it's just Andy. And you know, they asked him, "Was is your full <laughs> name Andrew? And I know it's just Andy. <laughs> so you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. I, I can commiserate with Andy. I love it. I love it. Well, I I love that that your childhood name stuck too because I'm glad that mine didn't. We won't go into what my mom called me when we when I was little, but it was not something I want on my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> Let's put it like that. Um okay, so 
talk about what you did. Who did like what? Talk about your work before you transitioned to being an entrepreneur. You did work for other people to start with, right? Talk a little bit about that. What did you do? Yeah. Um, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I was always trying to find ways to do random things that make money. You know, for example, <laughs> Binky, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, that was in the chat for the people who can't see it. Um <laughs> Yeah, as a kid, you know, I'd go on Craigslist and look through the free section and find stuff that was free and then go pick it up and turn around and sell it. <laughs> That's um, brilliant. So just little things like that to to make some spending money. But as, you know, I got older and got a full-time job, I started in marketing. Um, specifically in digital marketing, that's where I got my degree. I started my career in search engine optimization um, pretty rapidly left that and went into just sort of general marketing because I was so bored with SEO. Um, not that SEO is bad for the SEOs out there. Good on you. It's a good career, but I studied graphic design since I was in middle school. And so, you know, I needed that something creative to scratch that itch for me. So I went into just a general marketing role for about a year and a half and then transitioned into a design role and was doing graphic design for about three years. Uh, before quitting there and going full-time into Wilm. So yeah, always been in like the marketing or creative fields. And that's, you know, where I started my freelance career doing freelance on the side, just as a side hustle again, because I have a difficulty not trying to monetize my hobbies. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's how we ended up here with Wilm. You and, and Jen have a lot in common. I think it's true, Jen Greenfield, NJ Jen. I think it's, would you agree though, that there are some people who are just born creatives, like we need to create, like it's just a part of who we are. Is that how you, do you relate to that? Um, I mean, it, everyone's different. I think we all do need to create in a way that scratches that itch for us. Um, but everyone kind of has a different itch that needs to be scratched in a different way, I guess. Right. Go on NJ. She's not going to talk. All right. I'll tell you. She's we, She's got a bunch of itches. She's always trying to scratch. And she's good at all of them. That's the thing. And we're always like, you should be directing. You should be producing. You should be doing marketing. Like, she's just good at all the things. Um, so when you when you made that transition, how did you decide to take that risk? Like, that's a that's a oh, big one. Yeah, it, you're right. It is a big risk. Um, you know, luckily, my wife and I, we had saved our pennies and and did some you know we got kind of lucky with the timing of the real estate market uh with a couple of house projects that we did and flipped some properties and so so we had kind of saved up a piggy bank that we had to crack open to go full time into freelance um but yeah you know it it was really just about mitigating risk cuz regardless there's going to be risk um and and so we just tried to save up where we could so that it was a possibility. I love that. You didn't go into it blind. You planned for it. You decided you wanted to do it and you made sure you had the finances to back up that decision. Yeah. And, you know, it's like uh, I was thinking about this last night, like the first startup, try not to go broke. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe the next one is go for broke. Who knows? Um, yeah. But we're, yeah, but 
we're in the throes of it, to be honest. We're we're in the early days of being an entrepreneur, less than a year full time, more than a year on the side. But um, yeah, it, it's a wild journey and it's a constant roller coaster. And last night I was talking with my co-founder and I was like, man, I feel like I'm at the boring part of the roller coaster, wherever that is. I don't know. We're, we're climbing up the hill, I guess. And it's starting to feel like this is never going to work. And then, you know, you hit a loop-de-loop or something and it feels like this is the greatest thing in the world. So it's just a, a crazy roller coaster, which I'm sure the three of you totally understand and feel that deeply since, you know, to a degree, you are your own boss and you're building your own business by yourself. Yep. Most voice actors identify as entrepreneurs. I've heard some conversation about are we entrepreneurs or are we freelancers but i think we're both in -hmm. the fact that there's no other safety net for many voice actors i feel really lucky my husband has a full-time job right and and so i i have that as a safety net it's a lot harder when you take that jump um you're not going to have health insurance as easy and you're not going to have um the the steady income that comes from a day job. And a lot of voice actors have to make that jump. And it's a big one for us. That's it's a, it's a tough decision. And I love your two things that you pointed out. One, you planned for it. You had money. You had a nest egg. And two, you didn't just make that decision. You counseled with and included your wife in that decision and your family because it affects your entire family. What what does that look like for your family? Oh, it affects the whole family in a in a big way. Absolutely. Um, my wife is surrounded on her family, her, you know, her side of the family, surrounded by entrepreneurs who disguise themselves as construction workers. Um, but really they're all entrepreneurs. Yeah. And uh, you know, so for her, the the idea of instability and the idea of the unknown, <clears throat> it was daunting, but it was also uh, almost familiar for her. Mm-hmm. And so it required some nudging from me for a few years. And then once we felt comfortable, it, it was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's jump in. And it got to the point where I was just so unsatisfied with my last full-time job. I, I hated it. And every day she would say, just quit, just do Whelm full-time, just quit, jump into Whelm full-time. And so it's funny how, you know, eventually those roles reverse and she's the one pushing me, mm-hmm. uh, to jump into it with both feet. So yeah, it, it required, uh, and, and still requires a lot of sacrifices from everyone involved, but we do it with the hope that there's a freedom at the end of it, right? Go for it. Naked Jen. How did, how did this even come about? I mean, one, where's the name Whelm come from? Is this a subset of overwhelm or what, where did Whelm come from the name? Yeah, I, that's exactly what it came from. Uh, we were thinking through names and I just got a chuckle at the idea of not being overwhelmed or underwhelmed, just being whelmed. And uh, <laughs> I like it. That that was where it came from. Yeah. And, and it, you know, kind of, you know, marketing speak, it kind of plays into what our competition offers. Some of them are overwhelming. It Their tool does so much that it feels overwhelming and you almost have to have a degree to understand it. Um, but so and then what there's happening yeah. in your life though, that are, you don't, you don't need to answer that. Like what were the circumstances? Yes, I'll get there. What were the circumstances though, that led you to go, you know, of all the businesses I could come up with, right? Not construction, not, you know, mark, <laughs> you know, graphic design, but that's what I want to understand. Like CRM, like mm-hmm. tools to help, like where, where did that 
part of it come from? Yeah, good question. I I've been in technology my whole career. Love technology. I um I don't know if I would consider myself an early adopter of everything, but I always try to stay in the know of what's going on and have always been intrigued by it. Um after we finished some of those real estate projects, we were sitting on this nest egg and I have my list of 300 ideas that I have written down. Um and I'm going through them with my wife and then you know, around the same time, I had started listening to this podcast about acquiring a business. And so that idea started floating around in my head and went and looked on, uh, I think it's at the time it was called micro acquire. Now it's called acquire.com. And I started looking through all these different technology businesses that was, that were for sale. And I stumbled upon this software that is now the foundation of Wellm. Um, at the time it wasn't Wellm. It, you know, has come a long way since then, but I saw it and saw the potential in it. And at the time I was doing freelance uh, design work. And so I just kind of saw how it fit into my own workflow um, and looked at it and thought, you know what, they need someone who can do some marketing. They need someone who has an eye for design. And uh, I think I can bring those two to the table. So we got in conversations with the owner and ended up acquiring that, uh, that tech stack basically and turned it into what Wellm is today. So yeah. what were what would you say were the main pain points for creatives that you were hoping to solve with Wellm? Uh the unknown. That that at least for me as a graphic designer, that was the difficulty. It was like, well, okay, I have to I have to find a client. That's hard enough. But then once I have the client, then what? You know, I I have an idea of I need to talk with them and I'll do some work for them and then I need to show it to them and get their feedback and then do revisions. And how do I make that process better than 50 emails back and forth or better than a two hour zoom call? Um, and so I, when I saw this software as a, you know, in one box with all the solutions in it, I was like, okay, that, that solves my problem. I can invoice there. I can send my contracts and get them signed. I can get feedback on my work. Like all of those things were in one place. And it was like, you know, the light bulb didn't turn on. The light bulb shattered. (laughs) I love it. Well, what's really interesting about this is not only is it something that someone like me who has been doing voiceover for a while could step in and go, oh, yes, this, this meets my needs. But somebody who's maybe been doing a creative job for a few minutes and isn't sure what the process is can come in and it's a little bit of a pathway that's already been laid out. That's, yeah. that's a cool point. I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah. We're kind of, uh, I wouldn't say we're showing, we're, we're giving them the ropes and maybe showing them a little bit how to use them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been interesting. I've been following you on LinkedIn for quite a couple of years. At yeah. Least. We've been connected for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been kind of fun to watch that roller coaster journey and can you talk a little bit about the shifts and the changes that you've had to make because it's not like I'll take a parallel in the voiceover business we talk a lot about how there's ups and there's downs and our we have days that we book big jobs and then months where we don't book anything and it can feel very exhausting it's a little for you you can't just sit there in one of these places you have to shift and rearrange and readjust your software and and meet the needs of your audience. So what are, what have been some of the big changes that you've made over the last year since you launched? 
Yeah, good question. The the first thing we did was, you know, a lot of the software when we first acquired it, a lot of the features were broken. They would kind of work, but kind of not. The first thing we did was just take out all the fluff. We we actually removed features um, and narrowed it down to kind of four or five core functions. And then from there, it was like rebuild everything from the inside out um, to get it to where it is right now. Another big change was pricing. We we weren't sure who our target audience was. We, you know, I, we had an idea. We thought it was freelancers. We thought maybe it was specifically videographers. Um, and so that's where we were marketing it um, and, and just not getting a lot of traction. And then, you know, we started playing with pricing and figuring that out. And it's, it's kind of culminated into what it is now where it's, the software is free to begin with. Anyone can get on and use it for as long as they want, completely free. Um, you know, it, it's free in the way that like Slack is free or Zoom is free. You get almost all of the features for free forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to build out a team around you as a freelancer, if you want some extra features that really aren't core features, um, then those are available in a paid plan. But yeah. it, you know, it it was this eureka moment of like people aren't signing up why and we figured it out this kind of freelancer that we are targeting the freelancer who is maybe new to freelancing or they freelance once a quarter not once a week um finding that freelancer that's really who we're going for and that freelancer isn't willing to pay for software which is fine because i'm not either when i was doing freelancing work i would much rather take the free a feature from five different softwares and get what I need, then pay for it. Um, and so that's where it came. It came full circle. And we're like, you know, we're, we're trying to shove this payment down people's throat and they don't want it. Let's just give it to them for free. And you know, magically people love free stuff. So people are signing up now. Yeah. Uh, JT, would you take this down the CRM path? Because you have more experience with CRMs and we can kind of get from Chipper, is it a CRM? Is it not a CRM? And kind of go there. Yeah. I mean, coming from corporate, I used a contact manager that was in-depth and and very specific um, to the industry with the leads and the, the contact, like every contact that you made with that person and the dates and, um, so I think for all of us as freelancers, trying to keep track, especially as the years go on, keeping track of your clients in voiceover can be hard because there are sometimes like you don't hear from the client for three years until they need you for another project. And it's really easy to lose track if you don't have some kind of contact manager. But HubSpot is ridiculous. Like there's just too much. It doesn't work. Um at least not for me. So when Alicia told me about what you had going on, I was like, oh my gosh, I I don't feel like a deer in headlights looking at Whelm because it it only does the things I need it to do. And I don't have to use all of it if I don't want to. But there are so many other contact managers out there that you, even if you're not using the feature, you've still got to kind of go through it to get to the part that you want to use. So um And let's just kind of back it up a little bit. And what is a CRM to you? Um, When I think of a CRM, a robust CRM, I think of HubSpot or I think of Salesforce or even 
you know, some of the task management solutions that double as a CRM, like monday.com or Asana or Trello. And you're right. All of those are so robust, which is great for corporate. But when you're a solo freelancer, you don't need all of that. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming and it's expensive if you want to do what you want to do on there. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it, we're trying to find that place in the market where it's like, you, you need something, you need something to keep track of these relationships. You need something to manage your workflow, but you don't need all of it. You don't need all the fluff, especially if it's only 0.5% of your user base is ever going to touch those features. Why build them? Why bog down the product? Why, why make it slower? Why make it more expensive when you can just get exactly what you need? Maybe you're going back or. Well, I was just going to say um, that we used HubSpot. Remember at the, like when we first started Via Booth Besties and I, every time I got on there, I got a headache. Like there was, and all we needed was to input and send out a newsletter. And it was so complicated to do that. And it was like, I can't imagine trying to use it for a CRM for a, a smaller business like ours. So um yeah, I'll turn yeah. it back over to you, JT. But yeah, I, I did try. It was, it was a nightmare. Even when I was getting my digital marketing degree, we had to get certified in HubSpot. And so, I mean, if you have to take courses in HubSpot to get a degree, then maybe it's not great for a solopreneur or a freelancer. Yeah. Um, I, so for us, and I, there are a lot of features that, you built into Elm with the videographer in mind that mm-hmm. translate really, really well to voiceover. Um, so let's talk about some of the things that you built Wellm to track. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you're right. We, we did build pretty much all of this with the videographer or the video editor in mind. We built it in, with video in mind, general. Um, but so much of video translates to audio. So, you know, one of our core features is the media review. You can upload your audio track, send it off to your client. They won't be able to download it. Um, So you don't have to worry about files getting stolen before you get paid. And they can listen to your audio and leave time-stamped feedback. Um, Or if this is a video, you know, they can watch the video and pause it and they can draw on, you know, if someone's face is on the screen, they can draw around someone's face and say, hey, can we change the lighting here so that, it's maybe a little more of a blue hue or, you know, whatever. Hit enter and that feedback is put into the comments, timestamped exactly where they want the changes in the video. And that translates perfectly over to audio where, you know, they're at a minute and 15 seconds and, hey, you kind of stumbled across this word. Can we try this again? Um, and, and you can see exactly where it's at. Beyond that, you know, the contracts uh, feature where you can, upload your own information, it auto fills out a contract for you and you just send it off to your client to get a signature. Um, those are built with the creative in mind, with the videographer in mind. And so they translate just fine over to you know, a, a freelance voiceover actor. Can it store the contract? I, I, haven't, can, looked yeah. at it. I haven't looked at it. So can it? Yeah, it, it can store it and you can also download it and just keep it... Um, safely in your files as well. So that you have multiple copies, your client can download it, um, has all the signatures on there when it was signed. And so it, it is totally legally binding the same way, you know, something with DocuSign or PandaDoc would be 
legally binding. And it's digital signing, which Mm -hmm. is what I love because instead of I'm having people are sending me a contract, I'm printing it out, signing it, scanning it back in, you know, or you got to pull it up in Adobe. And and this is all within Whelm. You can send that link directly to a client. They can sign your contract like that. Yep. Great. We could add that Nava writer, the AI writer to it, guys. That's where my brain's going. I did not know it could do that too. Yeah. And then (laughs) we can send the invoices directly with the same software. So not only your client and don't have to worry about waiting for a check in the mail, which is crazy to me that some people still do that, but they wait for a check in the mail and then they have to go to the bank and visit their favorite teller and hand in a check. And hopefully, you know, that gets deposited that day. Just do it all digitally. Hey, I like uh, visiting my favorite teller. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I actually closed the bank office in my town. Oh, so that's not even an option anymore without me driving 20 minutes to a bank. Wow. I don't have a favorite teller. So I've got to (laughs) to deposit everything from my phone. Um, AB, you want to do our break real quick? Yes, I will. And then we have a question in the chat, which is yay. Ask questions in the chat, you guys. We love it. Um, So Studio Bricks is our sponsor. And Chipper, you may notice my my felt studio here. It's gorgeous. It's it's fancy. I even have lights back here, but my batteries are dead. Um, That's my life. My batteries are always dead. Um, But the Studio Bricks booth allows me to record regardless of what's going on outside and around me. And um, my example today is that my chickens got out right before this and they are loud little boogers and they they like to follow me. So as I come up, I came up to the studio door, they, they followed me up to the door and they're like, squawk, 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 squawk. And when I was standing outside the booth, I could hear them squawking at me. And I'm like, crap, we're going to hear, we're going to hear the chickens. And yes, the chickens are out. My daughter then went to go put them back. But I didn't hear any of that because I'm in my Studio Bricks booth. So it gives me the freedom to record regardless of what's going on. I told, I think I told last week how we were in the midst of a crazy storm. I had a Source Connect session with a client, and it was that crazy storm that blew through. And it was thunder and lightning and the works and the wind, the trees were whipping around. And I was like, there is no way I'm going to be able to do this session. I actually came in and recorded two takes of the audio for them just in case. It didn't work. And um, and it worked. And they were able to get everything. And um, so Studio Bricks, I'm a big fan. Um, we've got, I've got sound treatment here that goes about three, about three inches thick. And um, it's, it's great. I love it. So there we go. And we'll head to Dan Marion's question. He says, I'm looking for a CRM now, except for the team features are all the bells and whistles included in the free version. So let's talk about what's the difference between the free version and the paid version. Sure. Yeah. All the bells and whistles are included. The things that you're not getting is one extra storage space. Um, we give everyone 15 gigs of storage space for free. Um, so same as you know Google Drive or something. Um, but if you want more, you can buy more or you can upgrade to a paid plan where we give you 500 gigs. Uh, additionally, um, there's a somewhat of a team feature. You can add teammates to your projects with the paid version. Um, and you do have maybe just more capacity for client load. Um, you know, we restrict you at 25 clients on the free version. And, you know, we think that's a pretty good number if you're just starting or if you're, you know, doing this 
once every few months. Um, 25 should be plenty. But if you are doing this full time and you're going through 40 clients a year, then you probably want to upgrade to a paid version where you can get more clients on there. Those are the main differences that, you know, there might be a few minor things that I'm forgetting, but that's really the difference. What's the cost? Yeah. Uh, $18 a month. That's it. $18 so, you know, a month in client management, invoice management, contract management, file management. I think I was telling you before, I if I send clients files, they're so big, especially if they're WAV files. I've got to have a Google Drive. I'm paying for extra storage on Google in order to upload to that Google Drive and then send it to the client. And then they've got to share it with their client who then, you know, and it just passes around and it's so much easier. And I love the timestamped feedback. But Chipper, why don't you uh, screen share with us and show us well, show us what the options are. If we're on Zoom, we might as well look. Might yeah. as well while we're here, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm pulling up my dashboard just so I have it ready, and I'm not, uh, you know, giving you guys a show of anything else <laughs> that well, we have in going the meantime, on. Now we want to know what's on your desktop. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the features that I really love, and this is something that you addressed that I've not seen anywhere else, is that one of the things that we we've, we've talked about so many times is. How do you know that the client isn't taking your file and saying, oh, yeah, this isn't what we want and using it anyway and not paying you for it? Mm-hmm. Having the ability to release the file to them is so, that's massive. I I love that so much. Um, being able yeah, to tra- yeah. track your booking ratio and tracking your lead sources, uh, just so much about this I love. Yeah, and then when it's done, um, you know, you can send them a downloadable version where they just click download and it it downloads the whole thing. So you don't have to worry about uploading, you know, a, a 14 gig sized file to Google and sending that because it's too big to go on email or anything. You know, you can transfer large files through here as well. I'll tell you another pain point while you're getting ready to pull that. Oh, you're, there we go. We're pulling it up. But is um, I get really frustrated because we send audio to clients through the email and sometimes they never say anything back. I don't know. Did, <laughs> did they like it? Did it work? Did they use it? Did they not use it? Should I send an invoice now? Like, I, and I'm of the, there's two kind of mindsets. Some people, the, the minute they send the audio, they send the invoice. I like to get approval of the audio before I send the invoice. Cause if I'm going to have to make a bunch of revisions and things, I want to add that all in to the same thing. So this way I can get approval before and uh, before they even own the audio which is yep. great. Yeah. It makes life a lot easier. Sure. So th- this is Whelm. Uh, I'm hoping you guys can see what yep. we're looking at. Yep. Okay. Everything. Awesome. So we're just going to hop into projects into a demo project that I have here and check out our media. So these are just some files that I've uploaded. This is an audio file here and these are videos. Um, but let's check out this file. If we want to send it to our client, we would just say get client feedback. And this is, how we're going to send it to them without them being able to download it. Um, Once it's all approved, we would send the downloadable file and they can download it right away. But let's open this up in the review suite so you can see how it works. Here we go. So we got a video playing. Um, I pause it there and I want to, you know, circle the sky here and say, um, can we make this a better sunset? Then it loads that in and we can see it right there. 
can we make this a better sunset at two seconds? And, you know, as the freelancer, I see this, I can like it, I can reply to it, leave a comment back and say, yes, for sure. Um, And then at this point, you can even just treat this like a task manager. Once you make those changes, come in here and mark it as complete. Yep, we did that. Um, And then uh, even, you know, say you want to send a new version of this file that's been updated. uh, All of those versions would lie right in here. So we would just come back over here and do manage versions and upload a new version of the same file. So uh, they can see, you know, what changes you made and all that. And then once it's ready to go, they would just hit approve or needs review. And then, you know, you know, if it's ready to go or if it needs to be worked on still. Um, And with these, you know, you can draw stuff, you can put boxes on there. You can choose different colors and maybe you want to leave a pinpoint somewhere. You have all these different options to, to really make the feedback specific and actionable, not just, uh, yeah, I like the way it sounds, but can we make it more cool? You know, it's, it's just not helpful getting feedback like that from clients. And so this way it really drills down in what is it that they're wanting and, and gives you the tools that you need to get that feedback. So let me ask a question. Sure. Can uh, So let's say sometimes as the voice actor, we're like three steps back from the final person who's making decisions. So if I mm-hmm. share it with person A who hired me, can they share it with persons C and D or X and Z or whatever? Um, yep. Or is it just okay? Yeah, they would. Um, they can just forward the email onto them or uh, you can also copy the link and then share it with them directly. So you can choose your clients or you can just copy the link and share it either way. You can text it to them, whatever you want to do. Um, And anybody who has the link can add feedback. Mm -hmm. Great. And and to add feedback, you don't need an account. So your client doesn't have to have a Whelm account. Um, It would just ask for their first and last name so that you know who the feedback is coming from. And that's it. That's You guys, if it, whoever's listening, this could literally be a game changer for our career. How nice to be able to offer this option to our clients. Yeah. Like it it makes us look so much more professional and it's free. And it's like, free. Um, I'm just saying it's free. Although I would probably end up paying. I think I have more than 25 clients. So, but I'm like $18 a month that, you know, I'm, that's definitely an investment that's worth yeah, and and even at eighteen dollars a month, if you look at who our competitors are, eighteen dollars a month is still cheaper. Yeah, um, and and so it's you're saving money either way. Um, but let's jump into the documents. This is where all of the um, oh, like the contracts. contracts are held. Yeah, so if you have a production service agreement that you need, let's create a new one, and we'll assign this to that test project little notice, legal notice. Um, And then from here, you're just going to fill out the information. So, you know, my company name, and we're doing this at 444, oh, oops, forgot to click on it. 444 street address. You know, you're going to go through and fill out all of these things. And then you'll click apply these fields. And slowly you'll see each of each one of these will populate. Um, with all of the info. So once that's all done, 
you click next and there's your contract ready to go. Um, so, if you'd like to add extra signatures, you just edit, add a signature. That way you and your client can sign it. And then go back to preview. It's ready to go and finalize. And you just choose your client and send it out. That's it. So that edit dynamic fields, can we, uh, voice actors love their logos. Can we add our own logo to the contract? <laughs> your logo will be right here. Perfect. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I put Wellm in there because of it's course. just our Wellm account. But um, when you set up your your own settings with your profile, it will have your name here. And instead of this is the name of my company, it will say, Alicia you know, Bake voiceovers. Alicia Bake voiceovers. Exactly. And it'll have your little logo there. I love it. I love it. This is great. So you've got contracts. Yep. Service invoices. If you want to create a new invoice, it's kind of the same process. Which project you want to sign it to, uh, put a name on it. And then from there, you know, you'll come in here and just add your different line items. You know, I did this voiceover thing and I did that uh, twice for a thousand dollars each. And it'll pop out a total for you of 2000 bucks. You add on a discount if you want, leave some notes and conditions and then send it. And, so um, I noticed when you clicked on invoice, it said 2.9% uh, plus 30 mm -hmm. cents. Is that, does that mean that we, we can be paid through the software as well? Um, and is that the fee to be paid or is there another like payment processing fee? No, that's just the payment processing fee. So uh, on the free version, well, to give some context, payment processing is 2.9% plus 30 cents regardless. Yep. Um, that that's just the price for processing a payment. Um, so that that's not anything. We're not making money on that. <laughs> right. That, that's going to the payment processor. Um, for the free version, we add on an additional one percent service fee, and that's how we're able to do this for free. Is we'll take you know if you get a five hundred dollar invoice, um, then we're going to make five dollars on that, and that's how we're able to keep the lights on. Right. Which. Um, I Wave does yeah. the same thing. When I send Wave apps, I pay a higher fee than if I just went to PayPal and sent a PayPal invoice. Yep. Okay. And and on our paid version, we waive the the 1% service fee. So it's only the payment processing fee that you're paying, nothing else. Um, and that just gets taken out of the invoice. When they pay it, uh, it will go through our payment processor and pull out their, you know, they're going to shave off their piece. And then the rest will go straight to your bank account. Sweet. Um, one additional thing that, you know, we don't advertise this a ton, but it's awesome, is we have a perks tab and we have all of these discounts and free uh, softwares and trials and tools that you can save a ton of money. So, nice. you know, if you need uh, you need some audio stock, some stock audio, well, you can get 70 percent off your first year with audio if you buy it through us. Um, so, so all you do affiliate, is affiliate links. It, we will make a little bit of a, a cool. payment on the back end with a little affiliate disclosure here, but so it helps to support the website. Yeah. It keeps it. It's another one of those things where we're making sort of micro transactions that keep our lights on without affecting, uh, you know, substantially affecting our users. And in the perks tab, anyone who needs these things, you know, I, I know a lot of videographers and they're like, yeah, I already have an artless subscription. If I can just get it 
two months for free through you, I would much rather do that. <laughs> That's right? going to save me two months of expenses. Um, but yeah, tons of things in here. If you need furniture for your home office, if you need help setting up your LLC, if you have a podcast and want to save some money there, if you need to set up your email with Google, so many things in here to save freelancers a ton of money. Love it. I mean, affiliates are just a win-win. You win and we yep. win and everybody wins. Absolutely. Awesome. Well. Yeah, th those are the core features. Um, you know, these are just the clients that you would set up, add a new client when you have one. Um, projects, you would just create a new project each time you have <laughs> a new project to work on. Um, and, and that's it. And you can also refer your friends. And if they upgrade to the pro version, then we'll actually pay you 15 bucks for sending them our way. So, Sweet. um, yeah, that, those are all the features of Whelm. It's, it's super lightweight. It's not going to bog down your computer or your life. And, you know, our hope is that it makes things so much smoother and makes your business just run so much better. I'm not going to lie. I'm totally whelmed. <laughs> just completely whelmed <laughs> I'm completely whelmed um so I thank you chipper I love this um the software and the options that are available to us and I wanted to remind our listeners that we have um now I can't remember which date it is but coming up chipper's giving away I think it's two three three yep. three six month subscriptions Yep, to the pro version of Whelm. So yeah. you can get the pro version for free for six months. And then if you know six months pass and you don't want it, cool. Go back to the free plan. If you yeah. love it, then you got six months for free. <laughs> and if you're not registered for that, friends, and you want to be registered for that, just go to our website and make sure that you're on the list um, on that uh Google form, just go in and you can resubmit it if you hadn't, if you've already submitted it and just put your name just on that one um, box so you can be sure you're entered for that. I want to be entered for that. Darn it. <laughs> um, so let's, NJ, do you want to take yeah, us to the... Me, I wanted to ask you one more question. Is there a, do we have to, does um, the freelancer have to manually input all of the information per client or is there like an excel spreadsheet connector 4000 that can happen to do that <laughs> currently it's manual upload ah, okay <laughs> um yeah that there's a number of things that are in the works we're actually okay. we have redesigned the entire experience um and the designs are done but we have to do all the development work to implement them. All right, I'll be patient. But well, uh, the yeah, the nice thing though is it's the beginning of the year. So right. even if you don't go back and you know import all of your old clients, it, just start with this year and go forward and and add stuff yeah. as you have time. Yeah, yeah each time absolutely. you do so that's, new project. that's what I'm doing. Just start here and move forward. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Well, Go one ahead. more thing, Chipper. Is there are there any questions we should have asked you and we didn't? Oh, let's see. Not no, but I have a question for you. What are the odds? What kind of voice do I have? Could I make a living as a <laughs> voice actor? Well, days, my favorite, yes. yes, you could. <laughs> yes. My favorite answer to that is everyone has a good voice. That mm. everybody has a good voice. 
for something. And it's just the key is learning how to market yourself and find what you're a good fit for, right? Audience, they all know that we like to say that. So go listen to our podcast, Chipper, VO 101 series. We have, we can tell you how to start from beginning to end. (laughs) That's a good plug. I'm going to add that to my list now. Uh, so, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm the one and I intentionally did it. I didn't look at anything because I wanted to come out from the listener's perspective. Um, I am so excited to have been introduced to Whelm to learn about it and definitely sign up for it. Um, this, and I just, for me, the biggest feature is that approval before, I mean, we talk about that. There's so much, um, you know, uncertainty, like, oh, if I send it to him, do I need to watermark it? Or do I put a Mm. random bleep in it? Or, you know, before it's approved and whatnot. And I, that is just what a smart, smart feature. So thank you very much for thinking of that. And Um, they can't say, oh, I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet. Yes, you did. I see that you did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Am I the only one that's like, maybe we shouldn't publish this episode so we can be the only ones that offer this really cool thing. If you were listening today, the eight or 10 of you, you're a winner. (laughs) I'm just kidding. The rest of you can have the info too. We'll pass it along. Well, Chip, we appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you so much for joining us. Um, We've made it a solid hour. We've all been informed. We've learned something new. And something that I'm always an advocate of is getting outside of just the VO industry proper. We we have a tendency to kind of just list the same things and say the same names. and, And I love that you're outside of that, but absolutely necessary and, 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 we can use it. So I'm really excited about that. So, and we're supporting another creative. Um, Before you go, we like to ask our speakers three for fun questions. Uh, The first one is what show or series are you binge watching right now? Oh, you, so we just re just last night, we finished Ted Lasso for the second time. Um, and was reminded of all the good feels that you get on that final episode, even though it's sad. (laughs) And uh, after we finished it, we started The Office for... It's the second time for me. I've only ever seen The Office once. So JT that's the current a huge Office fan. So you, <laughs> you hit, hit it on the nose there. All right. Um, dream vacation. If you haven't already taken it. New Zealand. Have not taken it. But at, since I was a kid, that's been the dream vacation. Uh Amazing. My grandparents went, they both since died, but they had gone before and they did a floating hut. I don't know how into mm. it you are, but like they had to boat out uh, and they just said it was one of the best trips they've ever taken. So I'm with you on New Zealand. And our last question is, what's your go-to shower singing song? <laughs> oh, I don't sing in the shower. Is that Stop. crazy? We all sing in the shower. I really don't. I don't, I don't like, know if I've ever... Head? No, but I sing in the car. That's what I say, your go-to car singing song. Okay, fine. We'll change it for you today. What's the car song that you're just like? Oh, man. Not while you're driving. That's such a good question. I mean, I'm always listening to music, so whatever song is playing. But what song do I hum when I'm not? I'm such a bad person for this. I I don't have an answer. Whatever, whatever, what do they call it? Those songs that get stuck in in your head? Earbug or something like that? That's Yeah. What whatever that was, the last one that I last heard, that's the one that's going. Admit it. It's Taylor Swift. Admit it. Half the time it is because she's <laughs> so popular. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Hey, uh, JT, take us out. 
Well, a huge thank you to everybody who joined us live today. If you're listening to our podcast, feel free to join us live on YouTube every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 Eastern. Meanwhile, be sure to connect with each of us on LinkedIn and join the VO Booth Besties Facebook group. Did you miss a live episode? Admit it. You know you did. You can always catch the recording later on our website, boothbesties.com, or anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. We would love it if you would hop on any of those platforms and leave us a review, like, and subscribe. Helps us reach more listeners who are looking for good VO content. If you haven't, you can sign up for our newsletter. It will let you know what's coming up next week. And speaking of next week, we have David Lawrence, the 17th, joining us about mastering ACX. Thank you all for being here. Chipper, thanks for being here. Have a great day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of VO Booth Besties. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Well, pretty much anywhere they're playing podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook so we can keep the conversation going. Video Booth Besties. Yeah, it's a thing. thing.